Two Locks and a Cox. From Dylan's Radio X. With X Communicate, media and presentation training and team building. Develop your personal brand and learn how to promote your organisation effectively in the media with a one-day course at Radio X's studios in Exeter. Or we can come to you. We'll help you build your profile, tackle a crisis and perform to your potential. Media and presentation training and team building from X Communicate. Welcome to episode 16 of Two Locks and a Cox with myself, Chris Bentley, Dame of the Realm, Sarah Cox, and the sausage aficionado of the Western world and rugby union, Ian Dunstan. Joining us today, special guest, fresh from his exploits as the TMO of the Rugby World Cup final, referee Tom Foley. And we're going to be talking to him predominantly throughout the whole show. At the end, we'll do on the field, Chiefs back a Gloucester in a game that was never in doubt, Chiefs win beat Tigers in a game that was never in doubt, Albion slip of a national one, the local rugby roundup, off the field, squad sizes, we're comparing men to women. And in the bin, Ugo's experience at Sandy Park. Two locks and a cocks. But that, that was one hell of an intro, wasn't it? I was fast. Was I too fast? You were too fast. Way too fast. I was just excited. I want to get on to Tom. I know. I'm out of breath. I know. It was good though, wasn't it? <laughs> well, you know, that's how I roll. Yeah. Welcome Animal to Chris Bentley. Out of control. He is out of control. And it's like he's playing as well. We no. go back to it. We're out oh, of control around them so rocks. I had a dream last night that yeah. I was picked for England and we were playing against South Africa in a coliseum of a stadium and I didn't have kit. And I was on the pitch talking to the physio going, where's my kit? And everyone was ready for the kickoff. And I was I was taking my kit off, going, where's my kit on the pitch? Do you know what? Nothing would surprise me if that wasn't real. It was a vivid dream. It well, was apart so Apart from him getting picked for England. <laughs> apart from that yeah. bit. That's and the then, only bit that, then, that I don't think then, is true. And then I was like, I was like, I realised it was a dream and I was like, I'm going to go with this. And so I was in this dream, like, with a massive stadium with my kit off on the pitch. Feeling really embarrassed. Oh, what, no you were one. naked? No, I was in my boxer shorts waiting oh, okay. for my kit. Oh, okay, kit. that's all right and then. then. And then I got my kit, but I didn't have boots. Speedos. No, I never wore Speedos. No. I bet you did. I bet you did. I bet you loved it. You, if you were in the era now of budgie smugglers, you would be all would, over. Other brands are I available, I by the way. I wouldn't wear them to play because I've got fat thighs and I chafe. I always used to like a nice lycra short. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of chafing. Do you know what? Then, this is the worst, the worst bit. I'm, I'm really struggling with this at the moment, what? my shorts. <laughs> chafing. <laughs> Oh, wow. it's, it's interesting you come on to this point because I definitely couldn't wear budgie smugglers. No, well, this is the thing. Budgie smugglers are lovely, but if you've got big thighs, it doesn't work. It and, does not. And, it then, does and not. then if you flip it, under Under Armour, Thomas Francis gave me the um, the tip that when you wear your Under Armour, tuck your jump your shirt into your shorts to cover your belly. No, no joke. I do this as well. It's like, you it's like man spanks. Yes. So you've got the you've got the, the lycra shorts that yeah. go up one layer yeah. and then you've got your, your skins yeah. underneath that go down the no, yeah. another layer and it I just know. makes sure everything's tucked yeah, props, in. All the props do it. You, you, you watch a game. This when, is a whole new world to they, me. They rip the shirts off and then they've got their double skins on. But the yeah. modern day prop, you, you, um, come on, the boy at um, Bristol who's built like He-Man, Max Laheef. He's built like he doesn't have skins. He just goes, I'm ripped. Chris, ripped. I've just got I've got news for you. Nothing could hide back fat Bentley. No, there was no there was no oh, amount no, of Under no, Armour that could sort that out. Brad Brad wants us to be concise today because okay. he's got a, 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 an errant dog that rips his house apart. And I was told off for being <laughs> yes, late, so I was two minutes early. We have got a very special guest. Can we a round of applause for Rugby World Cup referee, Mr. Tom Foley? Morning, how are we doing? Very well, very well. Well, look, should we start Should we start with the Rugby World Cup final? Yeah, why not? I think I think we should, shouldn't we? Come on, what, what's your recollections of the, the biggest game of our game? 
from the very... Take, take us back to the beginning. So, because we, we, we've done pods all the way through and we were seeing the appointments getting made for the quarterfinals and what have you. And, and, and obviously England to make it into the semis. You start going, sticking pins in England dolls. Come on, I want the final. <laughs> no, do you know what? I was in a, I was in a bar in um, Montmartre for the semi-final on the, um, I think it was the Saturday night. Um, I'd, I'd been in the bunker the night before. And um, I was, we were, we'd had a couple of beers. I was there with a couple of the lads, and um, like seventy minutes, I like, I turned, I turned to somebody and said, nah, we're, "We're not, we're not involved here. This yeah. is all over." Because at that point, I couldn't see any way that South Africa, that South Africa were going to come back into that game. Yeah. And then they scored that try, obviously, um, in the in the in the top left corner. And then you think, "Oh God!" And then the the, the penalty on halfway, and you think, "Okay, we've got, we, you know." As an England fan, you want England to win, but you think, well, it's a big kick here. Yeah. Like this, even for Pollard, this is a, this is a difficult yeah. kick. Um, and when he went over, it was just I, I turned to somebody, and I think I, I, like almost disbelief more than anything else because this roller coaster of emotion. We knew that we we were potentially in with a shout of the final. Yeah. Obviously, if England were there, there was no chance of it. So. Um, when that kick went over, it was just oh god, this 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 could that, actually that's happen. That's got to be a really difficult. It was it was it was unbelievable, have. and it, like we we both uh, there's two of us there. It was me and Dicko actually, and we just looked at each other and and we were like, wow, this is it, there's a chance here that we might be involved in in a World Cup final. Yeah. Um, or there's or definitely we're definitely not not involved if yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, we we just looked at each other and it it was um it was quite a weird sort of feeling to be honest. And then um, how how does this how do the stages go? So so right, we might well be eligible. Uh, is it who's the who's the who's the top of the referees? Is it Joel Judge or whatever? yeah? So Joel and there's a group of selectors of about yeah. five people. And, Joel, and, sorry. And, and what they would yeah, French, you know, I've been out, been out there for two months now. Yeah, I'm like a go, native. Is that is that what you? <laughs> Except for the way. <laughs> this is when you introduce the people. Bien sûr, oui. Um, you didn't, you didn't say Montmartre though, did uh, you? No. Like, oh, oh, stop it. Oh, there we go. Look, a right, bloke so, from Exeter com- uh, commenting on a French accent. Yeah. Why je parle français comme une vache. Oh, God, I knew you were going to start. He talks French like a yeah. Spanish cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah My mum was a French teacher. Believe it or not, I'm not as stupid as I look. When, when you are the fat Jack Reacher, you've got to have these skills. <laughs> fat Reacher. I went to I went to to um, Marseille but in, in my budget smugglers. It was amazing. It's not, it's not about you. Can we get back to? Yes. Wow. I've yeah. just got that image in my head now. Um, so, anyway, yeah, um, so, so you, I've lost my train of thought right, completely. So you, England, England, England have been knocked out of the World Cup. Yep, uh, dubious decision. Uh, Dion Fleury was tackled, should have been called, but Billy Billy Van Paul was late retreating, didn't make the tackle he should have made. But anyway, that's just that's past history. Uh, you're there. You're you, you're one of the panel. You you are because I, I, I want to delve into the teams because you, you you almost become like teams of officials. There's there's a team of officials because you're all training together. And I yep. want to understand the mateship and that, but I want to stick with the specific because I'm I'm going away. How do you find out you got the World Cup final? So um, we did the quarter final um, Ireland New Zealand the week before, and Barnsley was refereeing that. I was TMO for it, and Matt and Christoph were on touch for that one. Um, and that had gone, from our point of view, had gone really well um, for in such a big game that you know we weren't the talking point, and it, it was one of those where that game we thought might set us up for for being in contention. And um, I think I know now that Barnsley had 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 a, had a bit of a heads up after the quarterfinals that if England weren't in the uh, in the final, that he would be he would be doing it. Uh, the rest of us didn't know anything. Right. Um, was so, Barnsley near you when England lost that semi? No, he did not. He, st- he stayed. He stayed in the team hotel on his own, um, and uh, you know, just watched it uh, right. in the team room. But um, you, you, everyone could hear this strange shout of "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> Echoing around with a Gloucester accent as well. I don't know what it was. Uh, yeah, so, don't know where that came from. Um, but yeah, the um, we got called into a meeting uh, on the Monday afternoon, 
and uh, they basically said they put the the appointments up for the third fourth playoff again, which we couldn't do. So you're not really paying attention to that one too much. And then they put the the um, they say and now for the final, and they put Wayne's picture up as the referee. Everybody gave him a very polite round of applause because I think everybody knew it was going to happen. Mm. And then they put the rest of the team up one by one. Your face goes up on the board, and um, it was just a, an enormous sort of obviously feeling of pride, but just a huge sense of relief at that stage, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been something that we, you know, you can't aim for because there's so many other things at play yeah. that, that you, you can you you can dream to do it, but you, you, it's something that you just go to a World Cup and look, you've got it. You want to be involved in the big games. But, but we talk about we've spoken about what it must have been like for the players that were playing in the World Cup, and you're in this environment, and and you you know you're going down for your hotel breakfast and blah blah. What's it like for the officials? Because by, by, by the time you get to week seven, week eight, you must be like, uh, do you have nutritionists working with you, or are you just eating what the hotel produces? Oh uh, no, and... so they, they put on a they they, they had um, they worked with the hotel to put on you know proper breakfast, you yeah. know. Proper healthy breakfast for us, and they'd work with people for that. Um, and we had a separate space for that, and everything like that. And you've been you've been in the same hotel for nine weeks by this point, um, mm. with the same group of people, and especially during the pool stages, you're going off all, all over all over France. So you, you, we'd be we'd use the Paris base, but then you'd be going down to Marseille for a couple of days. You'd be going mm. to Nice. You'd be going to, I don't know, Toulouse or whatever. And but then you get to the knockouts, and you're basically in Paris for for the last three or four weeks of the tournament. And um, yeah, after after being in that same hotel for nine nine weeks, you know you you, you you've got quite a, you, you you know you've got quite a bond with everybody. You spend a lot of yeah. time with them. Um, they become your little your sort of the family of that bubble, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the, you know we we got that call on the Monday and 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 that 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 sense of relief all 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 of a sudden turned to. We've got a we've got pardon me we've got a <laughs> we've got we've got a we got a we got a World Cup final on on Saturday and. The good thing is, talk, going back to talking about teams, I'd worked with Barnsley for the last four years. I've literally been around the world with him, mm-hmm. Matt and Carl the same. You know, we were in New Zealand and we did the Bledisloe in the summer. We were, did the New Zealand Island Test Series the summer before. Mm-hmm. So we'd literally been around the world as a, as a team of four. So it actually, the, the prep for it wasn't that dissimilar to what we do normally. Yeah. Um, there was always this feeling that, OK, this is the biggest game there is, and that's in the back of your mind. But in terms of how we were preparing... We were pretty relaxed, actually. Um, you going to New Zealand was no accident, was it? That that you going together as a team was a build-up for the World Cup for you to yeah, you look, experience you, different players and yeah, exactly. And you look back over who, who personally who I'd worked with over the course of the last sort of two or three years. I'd worked with Jaco Paper. I, I'd worked, um, you know, with with Dicko, with Matt Carley, and so on. So you know, there you get used to those people. And, Especially from a TMO point of view, you can't TMO unless you know that person inside out, um, because you you need to have that understanding. You need to know exactly what that person's thinking at that point in time. And um, you know, if you work with somebody that you you don't know particularly well, you're never going to get the best decisions, um, or you're not going to get there in the best way. Um, but you know, yeah, as I said, we we worked as a, we worked as that team, and going into that final, we. We, as I said, we were pretty relaxed. We knew exactly what we wanted to do. The 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 the, the week fell as it as as it did for the quarterfinal the week before in terms of our prep, in terms of when we were meeting, in terms of um, what what we were talking about, in terms of the you know when we'd be training and stuff like that. And you know, little little moments like we knew Barnsley was going to retire and having the last uh, fitness session on a Thursday. And, Wait, and, and tell me you put Andrea Bocelli on the, um, on the PA like <laughs> time to do you know what I'll tell you a funny story so yeah. Christoph, Christoph was, had got uh, so the ARs had been uh, uh, went home after the quarterfinals yeah. um, and Christoph's job was always to, to pick the playlist for the change room yeah 
Um, and um, he w- he went on holiday to South Africa, but we got a Spotify playlist sent through to him on the Friday, the yeah. day before the final. He yeah. said, "This is for you boys." Right. And it was basically all songs like that. Yeah. My my hero by you know right. we always wind him up about uh, about his love affair for Wayne Barnes. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, the, the playlist is on my phone. It, I st- it, st- it still sort of comes on every now and again. It's hilarious. It's um, you know the man in the mirror and all this sort of yeah. stuff. Everything is. Christoph did it, did a brilliant job, right. we would, and, and you know what? It really lightened the mood beforehand because we put this playlist on, yeah. and it just relaxed us. We were we were laughing, and yeah. we were all we knew. Again, we knew what we needed to go and do, and it just just completely calmed us down. And it was um, no, it was, it, was, it was quite a funny moment. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So you're building up to the. T- do you have um, meetings with the coaches of the teams to talk about what you're looking for, or, or is it? No, so in the past that has happened. Yeah. Um, it was agreed with, for, for the World Cup that that wouldn't happen. If mm-hmm. if there were specific uh, scrum questions, for instance, we had Mike Cron, who was the ex-all-black um, scrum coach. I've been coached by him. Yeah, uh, Thank you. amazing scrum coach. Um, and he would, you know, he would work with all the scrum coaches in the build-up and so on. Uh, if if the coaches had questions, they could get in contact with the management. But right. and if 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 any of those points were then pertinent, they might be passed on to us. But yeah. very very little was. Um, by that point, they know us. We know them, yeah. um, and it was that we sort of everybody was left alone really in that. So, in that do, week. do you do any analysis of the teams so that you can sort of, as a group, you're going right? We want to be sharp on this, this, and this. Are there any themes you're going into? Yeah. So, look, in terms of we'd meet as a team of four, and um, you know the ARs would be tasked with looking at the, the props that they were going to work with on their side of the scrum. Um, they'd look at the line out. I was tasked with looking at line out. Um, I went back. I had to go back and look. Look at. Um, I was looking at the t- um, when those teams had played each other. So they played each other in the rugby championship. They played each other at Twickenham just before the World Cup, which mm-hmm. I was had happened to be TMO for. And you're going. You're looking at how they play. You're going back over their, their games in the World Cup, understanding what they might do, just trying to limit the number of surprises that we might get yeah. um, during the game. Um, and most of it is you don't need to. You don't need to even. You don't need. Don't need to do because you. you, you because we're already aware of it. Yeah. Um, but. There's an enormous amount of prep that goes into. It. Are you are you a line out nose then? Because because line, I mean, there's a lot of dancing no, no, and moving on. going on. Let, let me correct this. He is a rugby nose. Right. Full stop. Okay. Full wow. stop. There's not there's not anything about rugby that Tom Foley doesn't already know about. Are you, sa- are you are you sa- so when you're having your team meetings, you uh, excuse me, guys, subsection. Lo- <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's unfair, Coxie. I'm losing a friend here. <laughs> No, no, no. So Tom Foley has this uncanny ability to remember things from millions of years ago. And he goes, oh, yeah, we've spoken about that. Excuse me. I've spoken about that on this point at this point. And and so there's nothing that you don't remember or don't already know about. But it it feeds in as well around the the prep stuff and and Barnsley specifically. There's, There's nobody that preps like it. Yeah. And when you're uh, working with him, you you do have to delve in deep and you do have to, to look at things in different ways because that's his expectation. So mm-hmm. when he sits down with you and he asks you a question, there's an expectation you have the answer to that because that's what we've spoken about. We were going to prep. Yeah. So therefore, you're what, what have you brought right, so, to the so, table? So, right, give me an example. What, what, this is what we've spoken about. This is what we've got to prep. So an example, um, front of the lineup, for instance. Yeah. Um, we, South Africa had a couple of moves where they had a, um, a couple of funnies, we'd call them, around the front of the line out, or yep. they dummy off going off the back and yep. around the back. So we were talking about it in terms of Barnsley's positioning off the back of the line out needs to be really important. Mm-hmm. South Africa setting up a really wide mall, for instance, which is, is that, do they get the timing right on the setup so yeah. that the bloke's not joining in front and pivoting around there and obstructing yeah, the ball yeah. carrying well, coming through on the back? Doing an Ian Beale. Do you know what an Ian Beale is? No, I don't. Front peel. 
Front peel. <laughs> it's caught me wrong. Oh, Sorry, Ian. It, when you're playing for Exmouth Nomads, this is how it goes. <laughs> this is how you do all your... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all rhyming slang. <laughs> the classic is when you say to the prop on the other side, hey, you're on my line, and they look down to their boots, and then your hooker throws it in. <laughs> the old classic distraction technique and things like that. Or your boots are unlaced. It's proper high-bro stuff, isn't it? Oh, isn't it? yeah. This is top flight. This yeah. is the top 0.1%. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that Dave Brailsford sort of moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's the 1% is. But, so, so, so what you, what you are almost orchestrating where the officials on the field are going to be, where you're looking, so you'll know if there's a cute play, yeah. the AR is going to be aware yeah. the, and the, the prop at the front might be flapping and, down. And, 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 you know, we get stats on where they kick from, who yeah. they kick to, um, so that you can you can start to prepare, you know what oh. they're going to do. You know, you can, you, we know, who, you know, if they've got Quacker Smith at, at receiver, yeah. then they're probably going to pop out the back and it's going to be going to, um, I don't know, uh, Dialende on, on a crash ball or right. something like that. So, um, all of that prep is done because yeah. the more you can, you, the more you you've seen before, yeah. the less you've got to see on the day. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're almost you almost know the picture that's going to be painted, and you're working with the variables. Yeah, I mean, off it's that. not going to be the same all the time. And, yeah. and then one of the things going into the final, actually, because you know they're, they're two brilliantly coached sides. Yeah. We said something odd is going to happen. There's going to be something weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that we, we you know we tried to sort of. Um, uh, what's the word? Sort of go through, go through all the different types sort of potential areas where we might see something funny. So we thought we might see something funny at the lineup. We mm. thought, thought we might see a quick tap, you know, quick tap from somewhere. You know, little things like South Africa taking taking the the, the scrum for the mark that they did in the pool stages in, 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 inside their own twenty-two. Have you ever yeah. seen it before? Never seen it before. I don't think we'll see it again. So, um, look, just little things like that where you just try and prepare. Um, and as I said, there's. There's no, there's no mistake that, to be fair to Wayne, that he's, he's the best referee that, that probably there has been in terms mm-hmm. of technical and, 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 and game understanding because the amount of prep, his professionalism is incredible. And going back to what I said earlier, the he would prep if he was refereeing Gloucester Leicester this weekend in exactly the same way that he prepped that World Cup final. He, he prepped exactly the same in a PWR game. Right. Is what he did yeah. in any other game. That well, I've you're seen all getting PWR games now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, we good. are. Yeah, I quite like that. But yeah, no, his his preparation. And you look at his laptop as well. It's full of clips, right. full of notes, full of okay. of conversation. Yeah, I, I right, that's enough about Wayne Barnes. We're a bit Tom Foley. So, 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 right, <laughs> so I'm sticking. I'm sticking with the narrative. So we're building up. Do you get World Cup final? Attire, or have you got your kit for the whole World Cup and you're just wearing your kit? So we, we got given suits. Yeah. Um, for the final? For No, for the start of the World oh, okay. Cup. So we got given these really nice Eden Park suits yeah. and uh, we, we all wore them. We had um, our capping ceremony. So yeah. they gave us caps for the first time and um, we had a capping ceremony at the top of the Eiffel Tower, which was oh, a, which wow. is unbelievable. Um, and so, the, so the French really know how to lay it on? Oh, they, they did. They were really good at that. So, yeah. so the Wednesday before it all started, I think, or the Tuesday, they, they, took, they we went on a, a like a, a private visit to the to, uh, to the to the Eiffel Tower. This is this is the week of the World Cup final. Uh, no, this, this is, is the, the beginning week, of the beginning of the tournament, right, okay. and um, they took us up to the up to the top. Yeah, and I saw you were a good one. You wore. They didn't give you shoes. You wore proper shoes. I wore proper shoes. Whereas you had. Dicko and well, they were dressed like two-year-olds. Oh, mate, with the <laughs> trainers. Two-year-olds at a wedding with the trainers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I hope you rinse them for this. But you know, they were. Tell, was, tell them how you voted for this. No, so there was there was a WhatsApp poll, right? right. And um, a lot of the a lot of the Southern Hemisphere boys, uh, Kiwis in particular, wanted to wear white. The Irish guys wanted to wear white. And this is trainers. The, uh, white, yeah, wanted to wear these runners with them. Right. And um, we had this WhatsApp poll, and um, it was I think there were twenty-seven of us. Yeah. And it was thirteen all. Oh wow! And I, I, I hadn't voted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so what, what I do is wow. over the course of the day, I kept changing my vote. Right. And the Irish would get excited, saying, "Yeah, we're all going to go in white." Yeah. The, the, and then every, the, you know, everybody else saying yeah. was saying that we're going to we're going to wear proper shoes. Yeah. 
Um, and in the end, it, it, it just went flip flopping, flip flopping. Oh, flip flops, that would have been a good one to wear. That would have been amazing. Yeah, um, anyway, um, the uh, Philippe Flop. <laughs> yeah. They're the French That's version. That's the French version, yeah. Um, the, um, and, yeah but anyway, we, we decided you wear what you want. And yeah. uh, as I said, the sensible ones. Um, or shoes. Or shoes. You've got this really expensive tailored suit. Uh, you're going to wear shoes, surely. Um, and then the rest of the world wore um, all these white train, r- r- white runners. But anyway, for the final, yeah, we didn't get any specific, going back to your point, we didn't get any specific uh, um, kit for the final. Yeah. Um, but um, we, we, we went to the other games in our tracksuits. Um, yeah. We thought for the final, we can't go to a World Cup final in tracksuits. We all went in our suits. I, and you were in the bunker in your suit, weren't you? Well, I thought, you know, I've got to raise standards here. I thought it? I was like, you know, yeah. well, we Because we, I mean, we were discussing, because it was, it was FIFA, wasn't it? It was the it football. Was, it they was wore the full football. kit in the bunker. <laughs> yeah, well, I was wearing shorts underneath the desk, so. <laughs> <laughs> like a newsreader. It's like, it's like when we went through that phase of doing Zoom calls every time. You, you, you're smart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're smart Dunstan, on the top. Dunstan had a smart suit on a hanger that he'd put on for his calls and take it off and have a meeting shirt exactly that. <laughs> and I had to remember never to stand up in a zoom call otherwise <laughs> yeah they just see my budgies so <laughs> so we're in we're into the world cup final we're playing and, and I'll be honest I can't recall did you did you sh- shout into Wayne Wayne we need to look at that with Sam Kane or did he spot it so um we've well, got to look at the big let's roll back a little bit just, okay. just tell us about when you got there what what everything was like what the atmosphere was like because you're, you're now in a World Cup final I, I've i been in, involved in, in some of the World Cup oh, stuff easy but, but I don't think anything compares to a French World Cup final no so, like, so you get we got picked up um, picked up at the hotel I think the kickoff was at um, at nine o'clock we got picked up at about six o'clock mm. and we get into this minibus and for every game we had a police escort to the game right. um, so you had two or three motorcycle yeah. riders and it, what you do quickly um, learn is that they have zero power in France uh-huh. like the French just you know, <laughs> they just completely and utterly ignore them Right. so we're, you're going around the periphery in Paris and you've got these blokes and all you've got is people actually passing you <laughs> <laughs> because the French they just so don't you, pay any so attention the, to the first, it the first experience you thought yeah we're really important <laughs> <We're really laughs> and by the end of it like, this, is, this is a but joke. we're going down through the periphery and, and as, the closer we got to the stadium it was it, the weather was awful as well it was dark it was raining um, but the roads were just chock-a-block and it took us it took us over an hour to get there even with the escort um when it should have taken about 20 minutes mm-hmm. and that almost sort of added to the nerves a little bit in that yeah. you, you sat in this bus we had we had some music on and everybody again was reasonably relaxed but you're you're well aware that you're on your way to work and the traffic was worse um there were people everywhere and we got into the stadium we, we got there a little bit a bit late in the yeah. if anything um and we walk in and um the first thing we did is we dropped our stuff off and we went out onto the pitch before, yeah. uh, and just walked around and even by that point you could feel that the atmosphere was different because I, I was lucky enough to do the opening the opening game which yep. was incredible um, the opening ceremony and all that and the whole place was absolutely buzzing and there was this huge sense of anticipation um, the final was different it was a nervous anticipation it mm. was it was more it was far more edgy um, and you just walking around you could see you, you it had that gravitas of, of a big event and um, you know, I went. I, we went back into the change rooms, and then you're just basically killing time for um, an hour and forty, um, especially as a TMO. Um, yeah, what, what do you do? Because, like, <clears throat> I, from my experience, I'm I'm putting me, I'm putting lots of strapping on, and, and and you're having a crack, and you're doing your stretches. You're in the bunker, so you don't necessarily have to limber up. No. So, so I, 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 mean, I always go in. I always go in. Angry so, birds. So, <laughs> 
We had to turn our phones Sneak. off like two hours beforehand and hand them in. Like, we didn't even oh, like that. Oh, you have to hand them in? Yeah, yeah. But oh, wow. Just in case somebody's... This, this is the stuff I want to hear. So that's just... So two hours before and an hour after, hand, uh, after the game, yeah. you don't have your phone because you're... Um, they're worried about um, uh, corruption and right. betting and so on. Yeah. So you don't have any access. To, you've got no access to the outside world, which is a bit so strange. So you pull out your burner phone. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> exactly that. So my burner phone. Just to sort of, yeah, in your pocket, <laughs> surreptitiously looking. Um, so I, oh, the bunker is underneath, not far from the change rooms yeah. uh, in the broadcast compound. So I go down there. I had the, I, we work with Hawkeye, um, and I had the same two operators, or three operators throughout the tournament. So wherever I went, they came with me and they mm. would they would line up. So I'd always go for a quick chat with them, go for a coffee with them and just check that everybody's, have a final meeting with them because I would have met them during the week. And then when the boys go out to do their their warm-ups, I always go out as well mm. um, and just sort of stand at the side of the pitch or walk, walk around. Because the, the thing is, a TMO, you're very sort of divorced from 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 the um, from the atmosphere of the game. Yeah. You're literally sat under the stand. You can hear it, and you can feel the stand mm. v- bouncing and everything. Up, but you you haven't got that that um, you haven't got any means of getting rid of that nervous energy. Yeah. Um, you can't run around. You can't warm up. So um, I go for a wander. You watch the teams warming up. Watch the lads warming up, and then again because. Being with Barnsley, we'd done a number of big games. We'd done obviously the quarterfinal, but then back over the years, Heineken Cup finals, we'd done, we'd done together and so on. And we've got this little bit where we'd always just have a little bit of a huddle in the corner of the field because I go off to the, the to the bunker about twenty minutes or to the TMO box about twenty minutes before kickoff, before the guys have finished their warm up. We just have a little bit of a chat and a final sort of you know the captain's yeah. words yeah. and. It's a really special little moment, actually, because you're in the middle of this cauldron. Yeah. Um, in the World Cup final, Mika was just warming up in the corner, yeah. <laughs> about to sing Grace Kelly or whatever he was yeah. going to do. And we're sat in the corner and the place is buzzing. Um, the team's just going through their final warm-ups. And, you know, just you just have those quiet sort of personal words amongst the four of you, and um, or five of us, because Luke was obviously there as well by that point. And um, I, I, off I go to the, to the bunker and then you're just waiting for it all to kick off. Yeah. What did you say in that? What 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 are you like? And you don't have to go into huge amounts of detail, but what are, what are you saying to each other? What's what's captain's word at that point like? Um, do, do you know what? I can't I can't actually remember the exact wording, but I think I think Barnsley was just saying, you know, because he led it, obviously being the leader of the team, and he said, as as a captain would on a rugby field, he said, look, we prepared for this, we know what we're doing, stick to our plan, stick to our process, and yep. keep keep talking. That was the, yep. that was the big that's Barnsley's big thing is keep talking. Nothing comes as a, as a surprise, and you just stand there, and you just got you know you know when you're involved in that team sort of environment, you just look each other in the eye, yeah. and you know that everybody is everybody's prepared for this, everybody's in the zone here. Yeah. Um, and when you're playing, you want you know it's when you when well, you know you want to go. It's, it's 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 always it's the interesting balance because you want to you want to get that level of intensity, but like Christoph with his, his playlist, you almost sometimes you just need someone to say something a bit exactly and, and to, you know, just yeah, to, exactly. Just to, so yeah, Chris, like I, I'd have been like lads, Brad, get rid of your bleeper. Nobody. F- up <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and, and you know what? That, that, a lot of it was is, is like that. Um, yeah. You know, and you, uh, you go and give a high five to Matt. I think Matt. I think I think Matt actually said to me, "Don't fuck up." Yeah. Um, and you know, it gives you that little bit of a grin, and yeah. you go in, and you. But I can honestly say it was all pretty relaxed. Yeah. Um, because we'd been, we had obviously not been to a World Cup final before, yeah. but we'd been there in these big games before, and yeah. the prep, and Barnsley had, had instilled this feeling that. We're ready for this. We're we you know we we can we can nail this if we just do what we do best. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do your job thing. And uh, this goes down to the Royal Marine thing where they say train hard, fight easy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so you've done all your prep. You know it's there, yeah. and you've got that that knowledge that everything that you've done you, means that. Yeah, the game and becomes you know easy. the last thing we did before um, before we left for the for the hotel, Barnsley got his laptop. It showed some clips of us at our very best uh, right. oh, during the World Cup. Um, the, the, similarities, pre- the similarities between the refereeing team and the playing team yeah. are very similar. Yeah, you know, so we went, we went through a couple of the um, the interventions that, like the t- team of four stuff from the Island New Zealand quarter final, um, where you know where I think you know that was uh, in terms of a of a team of four performance. That up until that point, that was the the, the best I'd felt mm. uh, the team of four had worked together in, mm-hmm. the, in a game. Um, and other games during the World Cup, Ireland, Tonga, Wales, Australia, where you know we'd nailed all the big stuff, yeah. and it just gave you that confidence then going into this game and. By the time the game kicks off, it it's just it, I know it's easy to say it's a cliche, but it was just another game. You haven't got time to worry about the fact that it's a World Cup final. Yeah. As the game went on, it's one point in the last ten minutes. You've you're starting. You're, you're like oh. definitely aware of it. Then what, what what is the feeling going cause when you get into the clutch, and and you then know that if you make a crucial decision, it could decide the the, the, the tipping of the balance. And and we we've, we've discussed <laughs> on this pod quite a lot about how much more referees have come in focus. Are you feeling that pressure? Look, yeah, look. We, we really don't want to be involved in the game. I know that sounds. We, we want to be in. The, we want to be doing the game, but we don't. We don't. I don't. Especially as a TMO, I genuinely don't want my face on the TV five yeah. times during a World Cup final. Yeah. Um, and we talk. We, there's a huge amount, and Coxie will bear me out on this, that we do in the background to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. But there are sometimes there are some games where you get drawn into it, and it's, it's nothing you can do. It's, but it's sort of counterintuitive as a referee because. If you have an amazing game, no one talks about you. Exactly, hundred percent. And and so actually, when you're at the top, you get you actually don't want to be celebrated. Yeah. because you've done well. Because I know that it, just because you know the the for those not in the know, if if I'm not seen during the game, people will think I'm sat there with my biscuits and yeah. a cup of coffee, just watching it. Well, just, you're not. You 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 you're walking you're working your bollocks off in the background. Yeah. Just to, just to try and help those guys on the field. Yeah. And it's, it's actually it's actually really interesting to hear. Because what you hear on air is only a very, very tiny snippet of what you've done in the background to get to that point. Yeah. And it's interesting because Tom's got a recording and we, maybe we can, we can sort of put some of that in. But you, you listen to the recording and before the try has even been scored, Tom is already teeing up what angle he wants to see. Mm-hmm. He's already talking about to the director, Matthew's probably going to want this, so we're yeah. going to need this. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to the end of it, all you hear is Tom go... Yes, Matthew. And that's it. And then Matthew talks. But you on the pitch, when you've got a TMO, you've got no idea what's going on in the background. And by the time they come to you, you know that there's a huge amount of work that's already been done to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And you're also at the mercy of the, the directors in Premiership, where mm-hmm. that's separate. So there's almost even more work that goes on. And then you, you look at some of the stuff like when, when people saying, oh, you know, TMOs are putting themselves on the screen. You've got that horrible split screen in the World Cup and all you're staring at is the back of the TMO's head. Are you ever it's tempted a good, a good to hear though, isn't it? It was. Are you ever tempted to turn cut. around and go... <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, there was a big, big there was a big fuss about this. I'll tell you the story. So at the start of the World Cup, there was a there was a watch sponsor for the World Cup and they decided, like in previous World Cups, World Cup, the officials have always, always been given a watch. And they decided that they um, they weren't going to give us watches for this World Cup. And a bit of a fuss, and everybody's a bit grumpy. So we're like, okay, with we, 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 this this split screen where they showed us in the booth and all everybody on the field, we thought it was great. We we're going to go sort of 
TMO in with her hand in the air with a different watch manufacturer on there <laughs> in, in, an, in an attempt to try and get the, like the, the, like the, the black power yeah, salute just put pulling yeah. our sleeves down so they can see this like like, like, you yeah. know, like black market bloke yeah. with your all these watches on his <laughs> exactly, cal- exactly. calculator watch yeah it didn't work um, right. we didn't get one but uh, anyway <laughs> that's a shame um, yeah so you're, you're doing you're doing you're going, you do a load of work in the background and in the World Cup final in, in two and a half minutes um, Mbambi um he he goes obviously goes down injured with his, mm. he does his knee, yeah. and you think, oh god! And it's a, it's a bit of a it's not it's not an injury it's not an offence we see too often of the dropping onto the legs, yeah. but we'd had one against Marchand uh, in the opening game actually, and we were told look and then all the teams are said we've got to get these, and you think, Christ, we're two and a half minutes into a World Cup final here, and I'm coming in for something here which is a yellow stroke red card. Yeah. Um, and that's when you've got to hold your nerve. You're like, well, this is where you know we talk about sticking to process, do what we yeah. do. Nobody wants to give it, but it's happened. Yeah. Um, so we now we've got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. We've we've got no control over this. So you deal with that. Then twenty minutes later, Sam Kane, you know Jesse Creel stays down injured after a hit. Yeah. You look at it. And ju- just talk us through some of those. So, so uh, as a TMO, how are you getting to that point where you're you're even looking at that in the first place? So if you take that the, that particular uh, that incident, uh, um, the Sam Kane one uh, live, you see this collision, and from the TV you think. Oof, that's a big hit, but at the moment there's nothing. I can't say looking at it live that that's definitely foul play. Mm. So I'm not going to go looking at it. I'm not going to go looking for it because we don't want to go looking for things. Because yeah. believe me, in a game of rugby, if you, you know oh, better yeah, than yeah, yeah, yeah. if you go looking for things, you you're going to find you're going to find everything. Yeah. Um, so then you're carrying on, and then what I'm waiting for as a TMO then is to wait and see is is a player injured? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a replay or another angle that shows clear and clear and obvious foul play? What happens? Play goes on for about thirty seconds. Then Jesse Creel goes down injured, which means we're, our hand is then forced. We've got to un, we've got to check off every head injury. Mm-hmm. And when you see it, Sam Kane clearly hits. He doesn't mean to, yeah. but he clearly hits so, Jesse Creel in the I head. I think this is the point from mine. The laws as of, of the game as they are, you now have to make a decision. Yeah. And, and this this is this, this is I've written a piece in the Express and Echo just this week. It's not the officials. It's the people telling the officials. You're actually doing a brilliant job. Yeah. So the head contact process. Look, we we get some wrong, right? Yeah. We we, de- we definitely get some wrong. Um, but it's not referees sitting in a room thinking, oh, how can we ruin this game? How yeah. can we try and give yellow cards? The head contact process was actually developed by um, a group of, of players, current players, ex-players and coaches with a, with a couple of referees, uh, Yako I think and Wayne were on it initially, mm-hmm. to give uh, a practical sort of officiating view on it. If you want us to referee this, this is what this will mean. Yeah. The actual, what they're telling us to do came from players. So it's really, it's not. It's not about us going looking for ways to ruin a game. We're, asked, anything, we're you made the game. We're doing. Well, game, <laughs> we're doing what we're what we're being asked. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with the Cleesey one later on. If Surveyor doesn't go down holding his nose, yeah. we probably don't go anywhere near it because live, it, you can't tell that he's definitely hit him in right. the head. I think your your key words there, which you said, which you probably don't know, are we don't go looking for things. Uh, and for people, you know, me and Chris sat here and everyone that listens to our podcast, we don't go looking for things this is a real key point because actually they think that the TMO is sort of like the the snitch. Yeah, look, the, the part of the part the, of the, the part the of the skill man. part of the skill of the TMO is deciding which ones matter. Yeah, and you know, in a World Cup final where you've got forty eight cameras, yeah. every single breakdown, every single tackle. 
there will be something which you could potentially to, to find. To the law book, you can go, you can find side it. entry, he's, he's put his hands down, blah, blah, yeah, blah. but blah, even but foul play, the there'll, be, there'll be little knocks to the head which happen which are completely accidental. But if you want to go looking for them or show the wrong angle in slow motion, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they become a big thing. Yeah. So the, 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 the skill of, of a TMO is to make sure we only get the things which everybody can understand. And, yep. every, and you know, we get, the, obviously, the really dangerous things, the, the, the acts of thuggery. Yep. But then that, when, when that doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. Um, and, you know, when people... I'm sure you've seen Bim me for it, like that. <laughs> I think I did once. Um, <laughs> more than once. Yeah. Um, the, um, but then, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not, as I said, we're not going looking for things. Yeah. We're, we're dealing with things which players and coaches have asked us to deal with. Yeah. So, right, World Cup's over. How was the fallout for you? Um, did, did, did all so the immediately, New, did all the New immediately, batter um, you on Twitter. Oh, um, so initially, we, we got we come away and we, we immediately after the game. That was one of the most special things of the whole of of my refereeing career, if you like, of my rugby career. Was sat in that change room as a group of five of us yeah. with a couple of beers. Christoph's playlist. It was a sahi dry one. Sahi dry. Yeah, 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 was, yeah, yeah, can't complain. Right. Um, with Christoph's playlist on. Um, <laughs> which was getting worse and worse there and sort of more emotional. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, um, yeah, we just sat there and just you know we we knew that we 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 felt we'd done a, a pretty good job and yeah. and we we think we got you know in terms of um, the big decisions we and, and like the outcome. Is, the, the, the parallels, like my favourite games, is when you sit there with the lads and you go, "We couldn't have done any better." Yeah, win or lose, it doesn't. Yeah. It, 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 it's it, it's irrelevant. Yeah, we've optimised our performance. We've given our all. Yeah. how good is this? And you know, we're sat there talking about the big moments and we're thinking, well, because we we didn't decide whether they were yellow or reds. We just yeah. got them to yellow. And we're sat there thinking, you know, from a rug going back to Coxie's nose thing, the TMO referrals, all the the, the angles that we sh- showed were the, were the perfect angles to show mm-hmm. what we wanted to do. They were done quickly. They were well communicated. And you think you sit there thinking, yeah, we've done a good job here. And um, that night we went back to the team hotel. Police um, escort. Um, do you know what they didn't give us an escort out of there, which was what? a bit weird. Yeah. But um, fend for yourself yeah, now, exactly. boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're done. done. <laughs> <laughs> the French were done. No watch. No escort. <laughs> no dinner. C'est fini. C'est fini. Exactly. And so um, we got back to the hotel, and all the other officials and families were they um, they basically um, it was a really nice touch. They lined the stairwell up to the team room, right. and gave us like a bit of a, a, um, a guard of honour, if you like, up oh, into the it. team room. And we had a few beers there, and got to eventually got to bed about six. 6.30 in the morning, a bit worse for wear. And then the four of us decided we were going to go out for lunch. We went for lunch the next day, so we met at midday, um, went for lunch, the four of us, and just um, that night we had the World Rugby Awards, mm-hmm. um, uh, which was basically just a huge booze up in, yeah. in the opera in Paris. Um, and, and that there started basically a 24-hour bender, right. um, which made it really <laughs> difficult to get the flight back to Bristol the next morning, yeah. <laughs> basically straight to back to the hotel room, chuck everything in a bag and get to the airport. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, look, the the it went relatively quiet then for a few days, um, and but you're you're aware in the background that you know obviously there's a team that's lost and and they there were people there which were really upset. Not um, not 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 we weren't aware of anybody from from the New Zealand team or management at this point, but the the New Zealand public were clearly pretty annoyed. Mm-hmm. I was down in New Zealand at this point. It wasn't quite quiet. Right. Um, you know, and and it was it it was. What what had, we knew when you do a World Cup final, especially between two teams who have been who have been so successful, that you were going probably you were going to get some grief regardless of who won or lost. Um, what I think neither of us, well certainly myself and Wayne, have probably taken the brunt of it. We didn't understand the level of 
It's new, isn't it? Though it's it, only been the last year or so. Suddenly, everyone everyone's got an opinion. I, yeah, I, th- I think I think yeah, I think yeah, I think it's certainly got worse in the last year. And and to be fair to World Rugby, they've been really proactive with this. They've got a company involved who screen everything. They get stuff taken down. Right. Um, we send them everything that we get sent direct. Yeah. Um, and then they go away, go away. They do an investigation, and they've got means of getting platforms to remove people. Right. Um, they've got they they can lead to prosecution. So, yeah. little stat for you. Um, as of yesterday, myself and Wayne, um, this company had found two thousand posts. So this is without direct messages. Yeah. Two thousand posts that, if they were in the UK, met prosecution threshold. Right. Shut up. Wow. Two thousand posts. Shut wow. up. From sixteen hundred individuals. Yeah. So can, can you can you give us examples of some of those, or do you, do, are you not allowed to because they're they're going through um, the, the sort of prosecution? Well, the, the, the direct threats, um, threats against family, kids, right. things saying, um, "I hope your family die in a dreadful car accident." Oh my god! I'm going to hunt you down and make sure you uh, slit your throat. You know all this sort of stuff, which which you can take. You know a lot of that is just somebody uh, is, is a keyboard it's, warrior. It's some strange moniker. When it, two when, followers. Yeah, but... exactly. But when it comes down to when they know enough information that it could be a problem, yeah, um, that's when it that's when it gets worrying. It's when they, when they start quoting where you live, yeah, exactly, and who directly who your partner is or who your kids are, the names of them, the schools they go to, isn't it? Did did you did you have something that related to to the school? Um, the, the, the the school had an email. God, I love your children's school. Yeah, the children's oh school had gosh. an email. Are you I mean, joking? That's... Right, if you're listening to this and you know anyone that gets a bit wound up, give them a clap round the head and say stop it. Because no. that's... That's something else. Yeah. That is something else. I'm sorry about that. No, look, I mean, look, I, was, I was always annoyed. Yeah, look, the but... thing is, it's, it's, it's a tiny minority. Because you yeah, think yeah. about the, the millions of people who watch that game. And, you know, it's literally, it, it, you know, a huge number of people who watch that game. And we're talking, you know, we're talking about 2,000 which reached that threshold. There's there's another probably 10 times that which are still abusive, but you're yeah. not going to pay any attention yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, um, It's still a <laughs> tiny percentage of the people who are, who are actually watching that yeah, game. Yeah. But the problem is, it's a tiny percentage. But the, but because of the volume of people, that's the. Law. You know, how are we going to get people to referee? Yeah, and that, that that's and, and and all that happens is the sport as a whole is going to, is going to suffer. Mm-hmm. You know, as a referee, you know, you know, going into a game as a referee, in, or going into being a referee, you're going to take grief at some point. Have you? Uh, well, go on. I'm going to say go away slightly because I'm, I'm with Rob Baxter on this. We've got to focus on the good points of our game. And I heard you on a, on, a, on another pod. You were saying that you quite like to go and just do some refereeing, just for the fun of refereeing. Did you give yourself a humbler? Did you go and do like old old Trumptonian seconds? Do you know versus... what? I, 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 I wanted to, yeah. um, but I, <laughs> this sounds like a really really naff excuse. I had um, a, a, an ankle operation just right. before the World Cup, yeah. so I wasn't allowed to go and do anything right. until I'd been assessed properly. Yeah. Um, but I, I went. And, I did an A League game on Monday night, which yeah. I, which I really like. Uh, Bristol against Exeter A, yeah. and I had, a, I had a whale of a time. It was just a really good fun. I always go and do um, games for the Bristol Society. I'm a member of the Bristol Society. I'll go and I referee the... Um, Devon's the... better than it, Coxie. Uh, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I always go and do a game for them, uh, at least a couple of games for them a year. Yeah. Um, I do school games. Um, I'm doing a game for one of the local schools next week. So I'll always go and I'll always go and do as much of that as I possibly can. Because um, yeah. that's, that's why you get into it in the first place. And yeah. I know that's, again, that sounds like a cliche, but I, you know, you can go along, have a bit of a run around, and you yeah. see that people can uh, people are enjoying it. And that's just genuinely what it what it means. But so, so are you going to take the crown then? Because Barnsley had his. Barnes versus the Forest. Are you going to have um, the Bristol Society, <laughs> Axel Foley versus whoever else? I tell you what, I played in that Barnsley game, and uh, that's the last time I played. And uh, it's got s- slightly more 
sort of professional, if I'm not without you, being professional. Got two every teams year. bring it up. And, oh, yeah, and, I've just got, I've got this lad Matt Banahan's playing yeah, exactly. this week. Oh, <laughs> Matt Banahan, yeah. you know, or Ugo's playing, or yeah. like, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, uh, yeah, listen, I'm, not, uh, I'm not doing this anymore. Right, <laughs> and you okay. can't move for a week after it. <laughs> so after all of this, you've had your, all your death threats, you've had all the things that are now being investigated. Obviously, this, like some of these decisions made headlines. Um, what was the the sort of kickback from your point of view? Were like whether these are right or wrong, or because it it felt like in the media it started to flip flop a little bit. Of one minute's right, one minute's wrong. Did you ever get some clarity of of right? Yes, we stuck to our processes because you, you know you you had some involvement in that game. It was uh, you know a, a big focal point. Like where did you end up with that? What what happened? Um, well, you, as I said, we got we had five TMO interventions. Um, which you rarely get five in a game, and it just happens to that we had five in the World Cup final. Um, as we talked about earlier, we, the Sam Kane one, the Khaleesi one, the um, Prizel one at the start, they're all pretty straightforward. The deliberate knock-on against um, Colbay yeah. is is easy. Yeah. They, they're, they're all pretty... The, the, the tricky one from an officiating point of view was obviously the knock-on by Surveyor at the, at the line-out, which then leads to a try three, three phases later. So... Oh yeah! Now, can I tell you here? Now, this is the one that World Rugby then said they backtracked slightly and they said something, didn't they? So my input on this is that whatever it was, three phases, two phases, four phases, five phases, they're in the same part of the field. A knock-on was there. A try was scored. So it didn't. There was no there. It was a direct effect. There was a knock-on, and after that, they scored a try. So, so, so the protocol. So there's a there's a protocol which it, it, which sets out what a TMO can get involved in the game for, um, and there 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 have been lots of not lots, but there have been occasions over the last couple of years where that protocol has not been completely and hundred percent adhered to. Um, what we had in the final was a knock on by Surveyor. Three phases later, um, Aaron Smith scores in the corner. So. I get by the time I've I've confirmed that it's a knock on. It's I'm too late to be able to stop the game, um, and because if I jump in for a knock on at that point, I'm actually going outside of protocol, and that's when people quite rightly say the TMO is getting too involved in this game. So you've got to let it play out. And to be honest, at that point, you're just praying that they don't score because once you get to three phases, mm. in two phases, you know I can't come in now technically. So you're hoping they get you know they get tackled into touch or they drop the ball or something. Then they score after the third phase. Now so, you're stumped. So it, I've got. It, it doesn't so, matter what you do now. I, I'm, you're stumped. I'm sat in this booth. Yeah. In, in basically a room not dissimilar to where, where we are now, yeah. and I've got 15, 20 seconds to decide. Yeah. Do I do what I think is right for the integrity of the game, uh-huh. or do I do what is technically correct? Yeah. And you, you've got all of this going on whilst you're still trying to firstly to guarantee that it is definitely a knock-on. Yeah. You go back and definitely count the phases again. Yeah. And you've also got to clear the try to make sure that Aaron Smith hasn't dropped the ball or the yeah. pass hasn't been forward or whatever. So this is like a real frantic you, you 15, 20 to, seconds. You almost want to pause time. Yeah. You want to, you want to give yourself five minutes, but yeah. you've got, and everyone's going, make the game faster. And do you know what? I, I remember thinking, right, what do I do here? And without realizing it, I pressed the button to Wayne and said, Wayne, I'm about to show you a knock on. Yeah. Um, because for me, it was more important to get the r- correct decision, the right outcome, mm-hmm. than it was to completely adhere to a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Because, let's face it, the job of a uh, the job of a referee, a match official, is choosing 
the, the rugby's so grey, rugby's so complicated. Uh, we spend our whole I, we spend me, our whole lives. As, in the grand scheme, this decision didn't matter because New Zealand scored about two phases later. Right, exactly. So they, like, they, they score, I think, a, a minute and forty seconds later. So there you it? go. But but but, but the, the, at that moment, it's it was the most uncomfortable I've ever felt. And right. you know, let's, as I say, the as a referee. Rugby so grey, so complicated. You spend your life deciding which offences to pick and yeah, choose yeah. In, for the good of the game and yeah. for, for the good uh, for the good of equity, for the good of balance, yeah. for the good of fairness. For me, at that point, my decision was to make what I felt was the the fairest outcome because New Zealand had dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was one tackle or one ruck mm-hmm. outside what it could be, to me, at that point, didn't make any difference. Yeah. Now Kiwis, quite rightly, will turn turn around and say, "Well, you've just ignored." The protocol. Yeah, I would turn around and say, "But you dropped the ball." Yeah, but th- this is this this that, is the difficult instinct, though, isn't it? Again, that's you going. That's your train hard fight easy. You know inside that subconsciously that's wrong, so you don't have time to make a conscious decision. You go with your gut, and all your referees are pictures that are wrong or feelings that something's not right. Yeah, but it's, and you went with and it. And one of the things you talk about in the week is fifteen seconds of embarrassment is better than a lifetime of uh, of uh, of regret, mm. and. I think I would have been. I would have really regretted a team potentially winning a World Cup final, having knocked having on. knocked the ball on when yeah. we could have put it right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? <clears throat> You've got the opportunity to put it right within. Okay, you're you're one phase outside of protocol, but you you, you can't just sit there and let that happen. I I, I and I, I know as a as a referee when I've got a TMO, if I find myself in a bit of shit, and the TMO is the opportunity to rectify that in exactly this this scenario. I want that to happen. Yeah, but we don't. Yeah, um, but conversely, almost contradictory, I guess. You don't. You don't want. You don't want the TMO to referee the game. But the ref, the TMO has got to be there, and this is where the protocol. I think will. I don't know whether it will or not, but I think they'll look at it into how we avoid these positions. The, the protocol has got to protect the integrity of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It's it's not about being technically correct. Um. If there, if there's a, you can't have games like a World Cup final, being well, you go, well the flow of the game was nice. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, we, oh, we only had one TMO referral, yeah. but we've missed, yeah, yeah. we've missed things, um, which are clearly and obviously match affecting. Yeah, um, and and, that, and that's where. That's one yeah, of the things. You know, these, these are ones where I'd be upset. Yeah, so it's an amazing flow in play, play, and then he throws a blatantly forward pass. He'd be like, "Oh, mate, but that was such a great bit of play before. Let it oh, go." And we've all been there. You're yeah. like, "Oh god, go. you know, we've got a joke. Oh god, you must hate rugby." You know, yeah. when you come in for that, and yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. but you know, we, again, we don't we don't want to be doing the, we do we don't want to make these calls. We'd yeah, much yeah. rather they did knock it on. <laughs> but, but, but again, I think this is now the game is professional. We can't have. No disrespect, Ian. Extra nomads are playing, and there's a line out not straight, and the ref says play on. No one competed. That's fine for extra nomads. But if you've got eighty thousand people and you've got life livelihoods and what have you at stake, you've got to make. You have to work. Correct. You know, pe- people have come out since, um, and some high-profile coaches come out since and said, "Oh, we've got to just accept mistakes." Well, mm. they'll accept mistakes until it counts against them. Yeah. Um, and and I think we're naive now to think that people will accept mistakes. Yeah. When you've got forty-eight cameras. You've got media, social media, yeah. who are all the written press, who are all going to pick up on. Well, that that game was won or lost mm-hmm. because of a referee mistake, yeah. and in some, in the most of the situations, the the the, 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 the officials are able to get it right, um, and put it right to make sure that the right team win. 
Yeah. Again, this is a really small percentage of people, and this is so insular as well in Twitter and in our own game that, that we see all these things. You know, Most of the people accept it, that the, the game was lost over 80 minutes, not one decision. Mm-hmm. The very, very small minority have a very big voice on Twitter and on these social media things. Well, it, it gets traction, doesn't it? Uh, but amongst themselves, and a lot of them are Steve128, who's uh, got his parody account where he does things, uh, and it's, it's just it's really important that we don't change things for this minority of people that we keep doing things the way we do. Okay, right. Tom, this has been amazing. I think we're now, I think we're going to make you our number one friend of the pod over Tempo. <laughs> oh, Tempo's going to be so I'm sad. Have tempo Dan- made. Dandelion tempo head. made Dandelion. Wow. Can we say that? <laughs> yeah, of course we go. So Ian Tempest has been nicknamed by the Exeter Chiefs Changing Room, aka the Snake Pit. He's Dandelion Head because you blow on his head, his hair glows off. I wouldn't have said that myself. I wouldn't say that because I love Tempo because he's, he's from be where so I'm angry. from. He's going to be so angry. He's going to stop listening to the pod. So We've lost the listener for So very quickly, on the, on the field, Chiefs absolutely battered Gloucester. The game was never, ever in doubt. Henry Slade's last-minute kick was always part of the plan. Serial <laughs> bolters, Gloucester. You've said it yourself, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, well, the thing was, on the comms, Rob Baxter said, someone's going to take hold of the game and win it. And, and it was like, well, Gloucester have. And then Chiefs went, no, 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 and won it. And the final, uh, the two quick ones, um, The I'm going to put it in parentheses, the rugby incident, Russ Tuima, George McGuigan. The, the referees have had a chat about that, I believe. Yeah, we had a good chat um, on our call yesterday um, and went through it. And we all agreed that we can follow Tempo's rationale as to how he got to a yellow card. Because there there still is this um, sort of need to protect people. um, And when you have head collisions, then you're you're at a point where you've you've got to do something about it. However, we sort of agreed as a group that 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 is probably more around a rugby incident. The the one thing, though, I noticed later in the game, the, the independent referee sent Ollie Woodburn off. If there's a head knock, my feeling is right, with the game where we have, we've got to get them off. You can't send them off. Does that independent doctor have so to tell a, you? At the premiership, there's a match day doctor. I think what what might happen moving forward, I think one of the things that's been talked about is, it, especially for instance of foul play, yeah. if you go down holding your head, yeah. um, you're, off going, you're going off. Yeah. And I think that, that, that'll it's, it's hopefully, be like, hopefully like get rid of the games. used to say if you're yeah. injured, you're off the pitch and you, you yeah. get the stretcher and take yeah. them off and embarrass yeah. them. What's interesting about that one at the weekend is in the, game, in the exact same game last year, because yeah. I refereed at Exeter Gloucester, we had exactly the same incident where Valra Pavaruskin came in and hit uh, Tuima exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, and it's just freakish that exactly the same incident, which we haven't seen, we don't see many of those yeah. as happening in the same game two, two yeah. years on the road. No, but you'll now get consistency with that. So if that happens in a game next week, you've all chatted about it and you can say it's now a rugby incident. When, when, you, don't, when you don't see incidents too often, and it comes back to what we were talking earlier about prep, and, and when, when, you, when, when, when you see something completely new and different, yeah. which can fall into a couple of camps, you, you, you know, you can understand how Temper's got to what he got to. Yeah. Um, but you can also understand how people would say it's no foul play. Um, the fact is now we know where, we, where we'd go if that happens next week uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll all be better for that. Uh, OK, Exeter Chiefs women absolutely battered Leicester at Leicester. It's been a great week for Exeter supporters. Great for Leicester though, their first game in the uh, in the Prem for the women. Yeah, that's very true. Um, nice to see another club coming in. Yeah, I watched that game. It was actually really, really entertaining. Really entertaining. And uh, yeah, I think Leicester are, are, are probably um, setting them a nice foundation for, for the rest of the season, to be fair to them. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a good one to watch and, and good one for, for the start of the season. And Lucy Nye there, nine, good Exeter girl. Plymouth, Al- Plymouth Albion got knocked off the top, lost in Richmond. Incidentally, Richmond, a former teammate of mine, Mark Bright, played for Richmond Seconds with his son, Bailey Bright. Unbelievable. Shut up. He must be about 64 Mate, Mark now. Mark Bright is indestructible. Didn't you referee him? I refereed many, Mate, God, Brighty, so many Brighty times. was an old man when he was with me in New Zealand in 2007, and he's still going. 
unreal. Well, it's like what we spoke about last last week. We, we wasn't spoke. It? We can't. Yeah. Talk, we can't, but he played with his son. So anyway, uh, National One doesn't fail uh, to not deliver. That's a double negative, which means it always delivers. It's one out of a league. You've got five teams, I believe, have lost three games. They're all within a couple of points of each other at the top of the table. Taunton Titans can't buy a win. They're battling, but they lost to Leicester Lions, uh, and that league's looking amazing. Please do check out Plymouth Albion Taunton Titans if you're local. Go and see them locally. Sidmouth continue to win, and we're going to do our Christmas party at Sidmouth Rugby Club. Yes, we are. On the 2nd of December, so if you want to go along, they've got hospitality, £25 a ticket. Ian and I will be there. We'll be at the third day of boozing, so we're going to be very tender, so please don't buy us drinks. Um, we're moving to off the field. Said nobody ever. Uh, team sizes. Um, very quickly, if you look at the photo of the Exeter Chiefs women's team and the photo of the Exeter Chiefs men's team, and you'll see a massive disparity. That's for Chris to rant about next week. And then finally, in the bin, the situation with Ugo. There's an ongoing investigation. And as my mate Steve Parrott said, he's written many emails and held them in his draft and not sent them, slept on it, thought about it and sent them later, or not sent them. We're not going to comment because it's still ongoing. There's quite a lot unfolding and, and information to be had. And I think that's us. Any other business, Ian? I'm all good. It's been really good. It's been a real eye-opener to uh, different parts of the game that we don't see normally. I would say so too. Coxie, any business from you? No, nope, nothing from me. I'm going to save the last word for Tom. I'm just going to say a big big ups to Amelia B- Amelia Vernon, who, uh, fan of the pod, Annie Vernon, sent me her niece, absolutely levelling somebody for Wade Bridge Camels versus Devonport under-16s. Amelia, you keep on tackling like that and you'll be playing for the Chiefs women in no time. And now it's our final word for our very special guest, Tom Foley. Anything from you, mate? No, thank you for the invite. It's been, uh, been good fun and... Um beers on you next time I'm at Sandy Park 100% don't worry about that only if you're wearing your suit (laughs) (laughs) I've had more talk about that suit than I have anything else never mind Twitter so yeah uh, I'll wear it for you Ian don't you worry don't worry next year it won't fit you (laughs) I'm going to set set up a Twitter account for Tom Tom, Foley's suit we'll we'll, we'll have a bit of play so Foles um, Folenator Foldog oh you're best mates now are you Axel Um, when, when Coxie does all the fitness is she useless What's the banter with Cox? No, what, what, right. what, she's you know, she's always got a physio appointment just when we're doing the running. <laughs> you liar! You liar! It's a bit odd. Uh, 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 but I'm not going to knock it because that's what I'm going to be doing for the next six months. So, so is Coxie sick now? He's, we... he's going to take my physio appointment. <laughs> yeah. But you've both got big games this week, haven't you? You're both in the middle. Sarah, yeah. you've got Northampton Quins. That is going to be a lungbuster. Which I mean, is if you want, if you want two teams that play with a flashing blade, get the ball on the field. That's going to be 44 minutes ball in play. Yeah. And they've taken the man out of the bunker. You actually get to run around. I presume your ankle's been given the all clear. <laughs> it's all clear. I'm not going to be wearing the suit. You're not going to be wearing uh, the suit. <laughs> but I will be running around at Kingsham, yeah, which, um, which is always a good But you're not televised, are you? Sarah's is televised. I, I think I'm. T- I think oh, we're TV. I think we're TV as well. Yeah. Are you? Brilliant. We'll get to watch both of you. Well, best of luck, guys, and de- definitely let's get you back soon. And absolutely, next time you're at Chiefs, let us know. We'll, we'll, the Two Locks and a Cox team will come up. We'll have a bit of a social. Perfect. Two Locks and a Cox. From Devon's Radio X. With X Communicate, media and presentation training and team building. Develop your personal brand and learn how to promote your organisation effectively in the media with a one-day course at Radio X's studios in Exeter. Or we can come to you. We'll help you build your profile, tackle a crisis and perform to your potential. Media and presentation training and team building from X-Communicate.